Welcome to the Progression Health Podcast, John Kinsler. John, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, hi, my name is John Kinsler and um, I'm currently trying to complete the World Marathon Majors Challenge. I have five done and I'm currently injured, so I'm trying to get back and trying to get fit for the start line in Tokyo in 2024, hopefully. And um, I suppose my story is I used to be a, a football player, soccer player. And um, got injured. <laughs> I had to give that up. And then I started putting on weight. And I started running to lose weight. And um, I ended up running for my country. So that's my story. You've come You've come full circle. And now you're going for... I, I don't even think most people would know the six majors of the marathons. But uh, I, I know them, you know them, of course. And uh, we'll get into them. But let's let's go back to the start. So you have a really good video on YouTube. And that's how I found you about your transformation. So you got injured and you're, you're playing the soccer and then how did the running start? Where did that come about from? Yeah, it's just my, my work colleague asked me to sign up for this local race. I never ran before and I had no interest in running. Um, I used to play soccer. I was a goalkeeper. So I used to leave, I used to leave the running for the people outfield. Like, you know, I was just standing, diving around in goals. I didn't have to do any running. And, Anytime we had training and stuff and we had to do laps of the field, like they hated it. I absolutely hated it. And um, looking back now, it was only 400 metres, like one lap of the pitch. And uh, I didn't even like doing that. And um, I suppose I put on the weight and I got a couple of injuries from the soccer. And um, I just kind of reached a point in my life that uh, I needed to change something. And um, I uh, I was asked by my colleague then, we were discussing, you know, how to lose weight and stuff. I, I'd lost a bit of weight before that, um, a couple of months before that, and um, was kind of hitting the wall. And um, he suggested we do this run. And um, I trained for six and a half weeks. So I'd lost about four stone at this point. And I ended up running so 40 for the 10K after six and a half weeks. So I kind of knew that um, <laughs> I, I might have had a bit of talent for running. So I've basically been running ever since. Wow. So you were, you were good from the start because for context, I am trying to run so 20 for the 5K. I can't even do that yet. I'll get there guaranteed, you know, touch wood by the end of the year, I'll get there and I'll get the, the sub 40 for the 10K. But I can't even do that yet. So were you always... From the from the start day one, were you good at running? Did you have any experience before the soccer, or is it just you just took off? I just took off. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know because if I knew, um, I was able to run fast like that. I probably would have definitely did it when I was younger. Like because when I was growing up, I was playing soccer, and I was always dreaming about making it as a, a soccer player. You know, playing in the big games or playing for Ireland or whatever, and. You know, that never happened. Like, so that dream kind of died. But if I knew that I could have did something else back then when I was young and probably able to tolerate a lot more pain and a lot more training, I would have definitely, um, I, I would have definitely, uh, set my, my, um, my aims towards running. You know, that's sometimes like, it, I was lucky enough that, um, my work colleague asked me to do, do this run. Like, if he didn't ask me, I would have never known. I would have never found out. So that's why I always kind of think now about being a role model or 
trying to get people involved in running or any anything at all because you know just by asking someone something there you could change their lives and uh, I think if you do something like that if you do something good or positive ask somebody to do something like you know who knows where they might go and who who knows um how their life might change like because I can't imagine my like running has changed my life so much since it happened I've been all over the world like and um I've met some unbelievable people. I've met so many new friends through running. I can't even imagine my life um, being how it was because, like, I was 35. I was nearly 17 stone. Um, What's that? 226 pounds. And I I thought, like, that was it. I was 35. My career was kind of And and what height are you? I'm six foot. Six foot, right. So pretty high BMI as well. Yeah, so... You know, I I thought like my because my dream, my soccer dream was over. I wasn't not gonna like make it or do anything in soccer, so I just kind of gave up on myself. And it was like that for a couple of years, like you know, till till I just kind of woke up one morning. Um, I I had a few beers the night before, and you know, you wake up the way um you get a hangover and you just feel bad, like you know, you have a lot of negativity in your head. The fear. Um, the fear, as they call it, yeah. I felt that, like, and to be honest, I felt that before, like, leading up to that, and I always said I'd do something, but it didn't last, it might last a week or whatever, but for some reason, when I woke up that morning, I I just went all in um, on my diet, and um, I just, um, I stuck with it, and, like, I just managed to find running then, um, about two months later, after I I decided that I wanted to lose weight, like so, I started running. I was about four stone lighter, and um, that was in two thousand fifteen, and I've been kind of losing weight and getting faster all the way, uh, all the way on. But I've actually put up weight now, so as in, I probably lost too much and I got injured before. Um, I was probably too weak, like I was still kind of learning as well, and. I actually put up maybe um, four kilograms when I went back to Chicago and I ran 2.26 there, you know, and I was, I think, 69 kilos I went down to. And um, I didn't run well. I thought I would, but I was about 73 when I, when I did Chicago. So I put up four kilos again and I actually felt stronger. So it's not really it's not really just about losing weight, like, but I think it's, it's obviously about being strong. And feeling good in your own body as well, like that's um I think that's the main thing. So, yeah, like that's that's running like just totally change everything, and um it's it's a good thing to do when you when you are trying to lose weight or whatever, because I don't know I just think I think you're kind of whatever your genetics are your your genetics they're always trying to pull you a certain way, you know I also you can't fool your your genetics like um if you're if your body's meant to be a certain way, um, a certain build, you, like you can't do nothing about that. Um, you can lose weight. It'll always try to go back to to what it thinks it should be in your DNA. And uh, I I think I'm supposed to be a little bit more stockier, like, but <laughs> I don't like it for running, you know. So I'm always it's always a constant battle, like you know. Yeah, there's actually uh, a theory in research, and it's called uh, like the body fat set point. So. You know how you might have a resting heart rate or, you know, your pH in your, your body might be a certain, you know, kind of seven neutral, for example. Well, your body weight 
like genetically, like you said, it's kind of meant to be set at a certain point. That's where you, you, you function best. So yeah, hundred percent. Like if, you know, if your body weight was meant to be 226, for example, you know, you're never going to be a fast runner like you are, but maybe this is the new normal for you, or maybe you're just enjoying it so much that you're able to keep the weight down. But, um, just on what you said earlier about this friend who got you, who asked you to run, who invited you to run, you know, was, was this friend a particularly good friend that they really inspired you or, you know, what kind of impact did that person have on your running career early on? Well, you know, like when we, when we first started discussing it, he was, um, he was actually my boss. Like, you know, you can have lots of bosses and most of them, you don't really have a good relationship with your boss, but, um, I, I had a good relationship with uh, not Jason. all bad, yeah. Some of them are not all bad, yeah. Like you know, some some like I said, some leaders can show you and actually change your life, like so. And um, I'll always respect them for that. You know, a lot of other people, you know, whether it was coaches in other sports, they have their own kind of director, you know, what you call it, um, dictator style. I it never appealed to me. He was he was complete opposite, and. He actually, you know, he, he got me to do it, like, and I said, yeah, I just said, yeah, why not? And we were talking about breaking the hour for the 10K, and I was happy enough to do that, like, so I think we were running, like, um, 10 minutes a kilometer, like, for the very first run, but we ended up doing nine kilometers, like, in the very first go, and because the pace was really easy, and I, I actually, I finished it, and I, I just enjoyed it. I was like, wow, this is, this is good. If I can do nine, surely I can do that ten in six, six, seven weeks. And um, that was the way it was. Like, and he, like, he, he, he started running, running with me for the first couple of times. But I just started getting faster and faster. And uh, he didn't run, run with me anymore because he couldn't keep up. <laughs> I kept going, like, and we always had a good relationship anyway after because we always talked about like, and anytime I'm. I, I anytime to be honest, I I I accomplish something. I always give him a text or whatever and say, you know, thanks for thanks for kind of starting me off, like because we we always talk about it. it's like imagine like I don't know what I'd be doing if if he never just asked me that question, like you know, do I want to sign up for this race? And um, yeah, it's crazy. Like so, it, it, it's a good thing because like I said, I can I can say I can go to people with that story and say like. I would have never in my life believed what I what I accomplished if someone said to me, you could do that. You know, it was just the first step, like saying, maybe let's try do this run. It wasn't, if you do this run, you're going to run 226. You know, I, I had no idea what was going to come after just doing that first run and that first day. Like, it just went from there. It's mad, like, you know. Yeah, it, it just shows you what's possible with kind of the right encouragement. So what was different about this particular kind of connection you had with this boss? You said he wasn't a dictator. That sort of just made you think, oh, maybe I'll give this a go. You know, that made you more open to trying the run. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, um, he 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 did it before. Like, so he was like, um, I did it. And when I was running with him then in that first run, we were there chatting away and I actually enjoyed it like so you kind of straight away you have you have the belief that you're going to be able to do like if you said to me at the start um, I'm going to be running a 10k I wouldn't have believed it like but after that very first run and the very first day 
I had nine k done. Like even though it took us an hour and an hour and two minutes or something like that, um, I wasn't really, I didn't really care about the time, but I did nine k and I was like, yeah, that's great. I'm surely I can do it to ten now. And that was my goal, and then I went from the ten. I was just, I went from the ten. I wanted to do fifteen and twenty, and I kept going. But I finally, I uh, ended up doing a marathon. Like, but yeah, like you know, for for me, it was just the kind of spark. Like uh, he he just showed me, look, this is um, try this, and I did. You know, if I'm if I'm coaching as well, I used to be a, a coach in football and soccer, and I always try to get the the players to believe in themselves, like because. I think if you want to be good at something, you, you have to like it yourself. It's no point. Even now, I find that my children, I let them try lots of different things. I don't want to pigeonhole them into one sport or I don't want them to do it just because I think they should do it. Like, I think if you show someone the way and make them believe in themselves and they think they can get something out of it and they start to enjoy it. You don't need to train them anymore because they're going to find ways themselves to get better, you know? It's almost, yeah, natural instead of a forced sort of motivation. Yeah. yeah. So just with kind of, I guess, that, that connection you have with your boss, your friend. So in my experience with running, when I was doing it the hard way, I was trying to do it on my own. I go runs on my own. I go early, I go late, do all this kind of stuff on my own. And now I find it so much easier that I have a coach that I have uh, a kind of a social group that I run with, that I have friends who I just even talk to who know I'm a runner. How important for your running has like the social side of it or just meeting people as you run been to, to your success? Yeah, the social side of running is, like I said earlier, you meet so many new people from different parts of the world. And especially if you're at a race, like if you go back over on Strava or things like that, you'll see who is running next to you and who's running with you. And you just meet so many new people. Like, and um, even like from a, a competitive side, you're, you're running against someone in a race and the next time you're racing against them, you're going to try, you know, you're going to try beat them and they're going to try beat you. And it's all fun. Like some days, some days you win and some days you don't. And, after then everyone's I definitely running like after everyone's in having the the treats after it. I think most people look forward to that in the, the the local races here in Ireland anyway it's there's a lot of that um COVID put it put it away for a while but um it's back now where people are just chatting away and you'll talk to people like because you might have 10 different people in the group and they all have different kind of training methods or different ways of doing their their long runs or their easy runs and I think when you're in a group, you can kind of suggest things or say, I'm doing this. And maybe someone will say, I did that before and it didn't work or you'll get injured or you definitely need other people around you. I find with my the group I'm in, when I tell them what kind of training I'm doing, they all say I'm mad and um, I'm going to get injured. And they're probably right most of the time. But um, I do listen to them sometimes. And um I like I have one friend now when I was training for she, uh, Chicago I, I had a lot of mountain races before and he was kind of like my thing would be to do this hard session a couple of maybe a week out like but he said look you don't need to do that like you've already done X and Y this week 
and I didn't do like the hard session I was gonna do, and I went over it and I ran, you know, the best race I ever did. Like so, some sometimes it's good to take other people's advice because you you might think that you you know the right answer, and you you say this is what I'm gonna do without much kind of method behind it, and you just do it for the sake of it. But you know you need other people to tell you to kind of keep you grounded as well. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent. I see it in the gym a lot ego lifting you know but there's definitely for, in my own experience i've done it myself i've done ego running where i've run purely just to you know yeah. kind of massage my own ego type of thing and it's it it, it is not effective <laughs> i'll say that for sure but um you mentioned your own running style i think from what i've seen for youtube videos that you coach yourself is that right and you know what kind of you know sort of approach do you have with your own running yeah, I like to be honest. When I when I since I discovered running, since I started running, I've been walking. I I when I started running, I was walking straight evening shift. Um, so my schedule was kind of hard. I had to do everything in the morning, and um, then I went on to straight night shift. I was doing that for about two years, and my my body was all over this. And then I I went on a worse shift. I went on to a five cycle rotating. 12 hour shifts um doing nights days nights days that's the way it was and i i wasn't sleeping and i was running on my lunch break so i'd go out i'd run 10k in about maybe 42 minutes i'd go back in and get a shower and i'd go back to work for the rest of the shift and um some days i'd get up i'd run before i'd go to work and i'd be carrying that run in my legs like all day till till the next day and uh, I got away with it like you know because everything I did in the last couple of, year, couple of years I did because I, I was able to just get out there I was just so motivated I wasn't going to let anything to stop me unless I got injured like and um, I, I, I kept injuries away luckily enough I don't know how I did like but I managed to I managed to like stay consistent and I kind of I kind of got the motivation then for when I was racing, I was getting results. That kind of kept me going. If I didn't, if I didn't get that, I probably would have looked at my training again and thought I need to change something. Um, I was tired all the time, and I put that down to the shift. Like, and um, I finally got off it like three weeks ago. You know, the timing was a bit bad, but if I if I got off it, I think um, maybe um, before this injury, I don't think I would have got injured because. Um, I would have been training, I think, more smartly. And that's that's one of the reasons why I didn't have a coach from the outset because I was thinking, if I'm doing all these mad shifts, I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get tonight. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't know how busy it is going to work. I couldn't really plan anything because I was, my day, like, it takes me 30 minutes to drive. So that's another hour gone in travel. And I didn't really have much time to to follow your plan so i was just winging it like and i i got away with it like i was i was successful because when i had the days off i used to do really hard sessions and long sessions and some days i do two hard days back to back because i'd been work for another four after it I, I got away with it i don't know how i did but i think if you're motivated enough you'll find a way you know that's what like, like i said if if you enjoy doing something and you know you, you just go you, you'll do whatever it takes to 
to succeed and um that's what I did. So we, we talked off air a little bit about your injury and you've a great video on your YouTube about that. And isn't it amazing that uh just even with that kind of crazy work schedule, you were able to be as successful as you were. So I know you're injured now, but you have a better work schedule. You'll be able to you should in theory you should be able to like perform as well if not better or kind of at least not feel tired all the time is that um do you think do you think the better work schedule will help you to perform better once you are over this injury i think so definitely because when you look when you look at everything every training plan and every type of um all the factors that contribute to a successful runner you know you have your you have your different types of runs your tempos and your your vo2 max and um, everything like that and then you have your nutrition and you have your sleep and like sleep is probably one of the most important things you know absolutely and that, that was something that i never really got because I, I was getting about five hours and it wasn't just five hours like and I was doing nothing for the rest of the day. I was actually on my feet and work, and I, I was either running or working uh, or traveling to work, and I was just going, like, it, it, it was very easy to lose weight and keep weight off because I was probably under-eating even without trying because I was, I was my job was physical as well, you know. I, I was pushing stuff and pulling stuff and lifting stuff, and um, I was doing all that around my running as well, and... I'm not doing that now, luckily. So I think that if I do get back, if I get over this injury, I'll be able to, I will have more energy for running outside of work. I won't have to worry about running on my lunch break anymore. I can either run before I start, I might be doing eight hours a day. And um, it'll definitely help me uh, get back, you know. So that's what that's the only thing kind of keeping my motivation at the moment, that. Even though I am struggling now, every every run I do since, um, I feel something. So you know, it, it could be it might only be for a couple of minutes, but it's enough for me to say it's still there and I'm not back. You know, it's it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. You're like an amazing runner to have achieved what you've achieved so far. So to like to give up now, you know, it's like. You know, there's so much more potential there, especially with a better sleep routine. So once you get over this injury, like, you know, who knows how far you could go with the running. And um, that'd be interesting to see as well. And just on the sleep then as well, it's I, I, I try to say that it's obviously just from a health perspective, it's kind of the foundation to your health. It's the most important thing because it'll either, you know, propel you forward or hold you back. So, yeah, you know, better sleep, better work routine. I think you'll do so much better. And yeah, just on the injury then. So, you know, tell us a little bit about the injury, what happened and um, what's the training like now? Yeah, so a lot of it was probably probably my own fault. Um, I was training, I was training for my first 50k, which was um, a qualifier for the Irish mountain running team for the senior world, the world mountain running championships in Innsbruck in Austria. And I was training for that. Um, it was um, I think it was five, four thousand, um, five thousand, no, you know, six thousand feet. Sorry, of elevation gain, fifty k through the Wicklow Mountains, and I ended up coming fourth. So I was training for that. I was putting a lot of big miles in, and I qualified. I made the team, and um, 
I had an entry for Boston, the Boston Marathon three weeks later. So I did Boston. I ended up running 227. And um, <laughs> six days later, I ran London. Uh, London Marathon. Because uh, I, I don't know, I, I like the, the World Marathon majors. I always try doing them if I can. And uh, I had an entry for London as well. And I was actually planning on going there with my family. And I had the flights and the hotel and everything booked. And um, I don't get to kind of spend enough time with my family so any chance I get to go somewhere with them I'll go so I just went and um, I ran I ran I think 246 or something like I was running around with the GoPro and um, hold on so you're skipping over so many interesting points here now representing (laughs) Ireland doing the Boston Major and then doing a a sub three hour marathon with the GoPro as well so before we go on, you got to talk about you're representing Ireland. You're coming. You're coming from injuries with the soccer to represent Ireland. So how did that happen? Yeah. So like, like I said, I was. I had a couple. My back was giving me awful trouble. Obviously, the weight was definitely not helping. You know, in my posture, and um, I just found warming up even in the goals before the games were starting, and I, the lads would be kicking the ball at you, and you'd be diving and. I just I used to just get twinges and I just couldn't even I could barely play the match anymore. Like even just after the warm up, you're supposed to be getting ready for the game, and I was getting injured in the warm ups. Like and I couldn't. I just, so that's why I stepped away from soccer. So um, I started running, um, lost loads of weight, and I I had about five five and a half stone lost, um, when I did. Last year there was a, a different qualifier race on. It was for the the Irish um, mountain running team to represent Ireland in the there's an inter Celtic trail race in um, France, and um, I came second in that qualifier and I made the team. So I ended up that was my first time uh, running for Ireland. I know yeah you know, I ran for Ireland in the Masters like and I won a couple of medals like um the I came second in the Masters last year, the World Champion the World Masters Mount Run Championships I came second um to a guy who was brilliant. Like he, he ended up coming second in the world at the World Mount Running Championships um this year. And I would have been racing against him only for my other injury. So yeah, like it's like so when I started running, I was running on the roads obviously and um I started doing mountain running then and I just found after maybe a year, I was all, I was kind of finishing in the podium all my races like um early on, so I thought I might I might actually be okay at mountain running. So I started doing mountain running, and I like I said I was doing well, and I actually got injured. I I I did a twenty six mile long run. Uh, just say on Saturday, I raced on the Wednesday. A mountain race and I won and then I went down for another mountain race on the Saturday after it and um, I tore my cartilage I tore my meniscus and um, had to get an operation and I thought that was my running career over that was two years into it and I got 50% of my medial meniscus out uh, on my right my, my right leg so I came back from that and um, so I went from meniscus injury 2017 and I came back in December and I signed up for the London Marathon <laughs> a couple of weeks later. And I, I did that. I ran 250 
after um you know ten weeks training and um I I I stayed injury free from then and over having the meniscus injury I stayed away from the mountains. But um I, I ended up going back to him eventually and um that's how I made the Irish team then. Um, so, so so just with the injuries that you picked up, right? And you you have a lot of races kind of packed together. And I know this is kind of an, an, a newbie sort of, people get excited when they do their first race. You know, there's like the whole endorphin rush and the social element we talked about. You know, kind of looking back, would you do that same approach again? Or what would you recommend to someone in that situation? They're really excited. They want to race, but like, do you need to space them out? What What do you think around racing? Yeah, definitely. Like you, like I'll give you an example. This, the stress factor I got recently I had no idea whatsoever that it was stress fracture was coming on uh, in that in the sacral uh, bone. No idea whatsoever. It just came on. It was there. You think you're invincible, like till you just get that till you get an injury, especially the stress fracture. Like because I'm, I'm always doing training sessions, hard ones, and I like I always listen to the feedback that my body's giving me. But in all the sessions I was doing, I had no idea that a stress fracture was developing obviously because it was not it was no trauma it was obviously building up over time and it just happened so like you you have to kind of respect that 80 20 principle like you know like i know i did get away with it for a long time i don't know how i did but it will catch up with you you have to respect the 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 rules like the you know the, the people talk about the 80 20 principle like but it's there for a reason like um if other people are getting away with it like i was it just means they're lucky um i'll never train like that again so hopefully um i don't get injured again if i do come back from this like i'm not going to rush anymore and like they say trust the process you know don't just try to do loads of sessions back to back like i was doing all these things before because i i was getting no feedback that it was um bad and I, you know, if if you're doing something and it's enjoyable, you're gonna to try to do as mo- much as you can. And if you think that it's gonna make you faster and stronger, you, you'll do more of it, and um, you will get injured. That's my <laughs> that's my thing. If someone doesn't, they're just lucky, or you know, because there's so many different factors that play with like with your lifestyle and your job, and maybe your your history like what you what were you doing years before you were running like all these things was make you stronger and stand here you know and um other people might be able to do a session and get away with it but that doesn't mean that you will you know you you have to respect the respect your body like and if you're getting success and um i just think keep going the way you're going you know especially if like if you're training smartly that's why you kind of if you have a plan and you're listening to someone early on and you're getting results, like just keep going, you know, like if you're not, I always think, I always say, if you're not, if any run you do, you don't get injured. There's a good run because it will benefit you, you know, as long as you're doing it right, like and at the right time, the right, the right session, the cover and all the other, all the other factors then like the sleep and the nutrition will head towards it. Like, but, you you can't rush it like it takes it takes it does take a long time. You you don't think about that start when you're running and you wanna you wanna achieve something. It's good to have an idea like I want to run, we'll say a sub forty like you do. Um have those goals, but 
you know, do them, do them smartly. Like you'll have a better career for it. You'll be able to keep going, and you won't get burned out. Like as I see with other people, that they try so hard, and then when they do something, like they're so beat up after it, they don't want to go on to the next challenge. Like, yeah, it's very easy to overdo the running and get burned out, but that that point of being patient is huge. And you just mentioned eighty twenty. Can you just talk a little bit about that and like how? maybe in a week or just in the general approach to training that applies like you know i guess what what is the 80 20 rule and just how would you put it into into practice yeah i suppose you you do 80 percent of your runs easy like they're your they call them i suppose your aerobic your base building they're they're what's kind of building your the mitochondria i suppose in your your muscle cells like and it's like a i suppose a stress response to your body if you if you're pushing it and doing all these easy runs, your body is like thinking, I need to I need to get more efficient at this, like because he just all he wants to do is keep running, so he keeps building all these things like um, to make running easier, I suppose, and um, it strengthens up your legs and it strengthens up all your tendons and you know it makes your it makes your lungs bigger, your heart stronger, and um, they're, they're the things that are going to enable you then to do the faster stuff. Whereas if you were going in early on, I suppose if you're new enough to run in your easy pace, it's probably not going to be too different than your other paces. Like, but if you keep pushing that to the max, like you, you'll reach a point and you just won't be able to push anymore. And, um, the, you'll, you'll plateau, we'll say. So if you're doing the easy stuff, you won't get that because you can keep building and building. You know, and if you just keep pushing it and going red on your, let's say your garment, um, you, you, you won't last long and um, you'll just get burnt out. Like, so you have to just take it easy and keep building up, I suppose, because when it comes to base building, aerobic building, if you look at what the, let's say the Kenyans and stuff are doing, they're running every week, like they're running 100 miles, like 160k minimum, like, and if you look at like, how much performance that's going to give them, you know, to do that consistently, like every day, like as because Sonia Sullivan said that it takes about about six years of top level running to reach your peak. So, like she's talking about top level running hundred miles a week, like you know, maximum, um, to be an elite runner. And so I always think like that. Sure, if if we, if we're only doing fifty miles a week. Then our careers are probably it's it's going to take us longer, but we're still going to have longer careers. Whereas if you're if you're running hundred miles a week and you kind of reach your peak after we'll say six years, you're not going to peak anymore. You get me, you know. So it's um that's why kind of taking it slow would give you a longer career anyway, and just um building up smartly, you know. That that that's one thing that keeps me kind of um. Keeps me happy anyway, knowing that I'm. I think knowing that you're not going to peak means that you can always get faster. That's the way I look at it. I I think if you if you reach your peak and you see people there in in other sports and they think I can't be this anymore, I can't be this good. You know, how do you motivate yourself after that? Then you know. Absolutely, yeah. For for me personally, that's what I love about running that you can always progress and. You know, just for context, so the professionals do 100 miles plus. How, how much would you have done in your most, uh, 
highest mileage week, for example? I, I did 100 before. Um, I took parental leave last year and I went over to Poland um, because my wife is uh, from the east of Poland. So I went over there. It's, it's very flat. And I was like an elite then because I had no work and we were there with the kids and we had help because the the, the mother and father-in-law are there. I could run in the morning, I could run in the evening. And um, so for four weeks, I was running, I ran about 95 miles. Um, that definitely helped me, like, and I went in Chicago then, I suppose, a month after that kind of training block. And I was very strong. You know, it definitely does help. The the mileage does help, like, like I said, the the base building, the aerobic building, that they're what's going to give you that kind of power to to run fast, like with more efficiency. One hundred percent. Yeah, the the uh, the foundation will be laid by getting the miles in. So you, you, the most you ever did was a hundred, we'll say, or ninety five. Pros do a hundred miles plus uh, for years uh, in their peak. I'm just me currently. I can't break forty in the ten k. I'm doing 30, 35 miles. So I have a huge potential. I know that, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm excited or whatever, but like, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not performing better because I'm not doing the work, but there's so yeah. much potential. That's the key thing. So that's where the experience such as yourself and hearing from the professionals, it, it's invaluable because you can tell you, you know, how far you have to go, where you need to go, all the insights that'll help you to get better. Yeah, definitely. Like, if you if you go to anyone and you tell them you're running thirty miles, they will obviously run forty five or run fifty. And I've no doubt that it will help you and it will make you a better runner. So so as long as you're not getting injured. So like yeah, like if you go back to like I say what Sonia Sullivan said six years, um think about it as um you have potential, like like that's what keeps me going, knowing that I can be faster, even though I don't believe it myself. When I ran two twenty six, I'd never thought in my life I'd be able to run two twenty six, and I was really happy I did. But it wasn't kind of what motivated me. I I just want I I just knew that I could run faster. So like I wanted to run sub two thirty, and I ran it in two thousand twenty one in London, and I never thought I'd be able to run faster than that. But I was motivated to do it, knowing that if I did more miles, I could potentially um, run faster than that. And that's what happened. Then I, I, I ran two twenty six. And um if I if I can't do that sort of trend again and I don't run two twenty six, I'm okay with that, you know, I'm happy with that. Um it is what it is like. But I, I know I, I like I said, knowing that you can run faster, it, you know, knowing that if you do a different type of training you can run faster. Like I said, we if you peak, I don't know what they call it, the the arrival fallacy. Um, it's like you achieve something and you think, what do we do now? You know, where do we go? And But knowing that you can always do better, um, it's a good motivational tool like that and um, will keep you going. Yeah, I think it's it's a unique part of the running that other sports, you know, just let's just say weightlifting in the gym. It's very hard to say if I lift X amount, I'll get this outcome. But it's like, Typically, if you can work up to a certain amount of mileage, like we talked about, you can get a certain result. For for example, with my goal time in mind and my coach, he's telling me, yeah, you got to run around 50 or 60 miles a week to get to your half marathon time you're trying to work towards. And I'm like, right, I got to be patient then, you know. So that's the nice thing about running. You can get a clear 
uh, sense of how much you have to do to get where you want to get to. But just something that, uh, you know, drew me to your YouTube videos was your outlook. You have a very positive outlook. You're very honest, real, raw, authentic. I, I really enjoyed that in the videos. Uh, do you do anything specifically to keep that positive outlook and to help you with your running, to, to be a better runner? Um, I'm just I'm just happy that I got the chance. Like when I think back, like I said, from 2015, when I just thought that, I won't say my life was over, but my potential as a, as a, a human, as an athlete was peaked in my head. I had a daughter, she was born, she was about, um, she was about one or two. And I just thought, like, that's it, I'm, I'm done. Um, I, I won a couple of leagues, a couple of trophies in soccer and as a, a player and a coach. And I thought, like, I, I'm happy with that. Like, in my head, I wasn't even sad. I just thought, that's it, I'm done now. And I was just cruising through life and I was only 35. And, and then I found running and just, my life is, I, I can't even imagine it, like, how, like, it, like, like, oh, it's given me so much belief in myself, like, um, especially after what I've achieved and how, like, how, like, I always wanted to win a trophy in soccer and, and my kids are there watching me and I never got the chance. And I, and I thought, like, they're never going to see me. I'm never going to make them proud or anything like that. I know I have running and um, they can follow me. They can watch me on YouTube if they want or I try to bring them. Like I said, that's why I did London. And uh, for them, I just think that's going to motivate them uh, down the line when I can't. Um, you know, when they get to teenagers, they probably won't listen to me anymore. And But they will eventually like maybe look back on these things. Maybe when they're my age and they're going to see that I, I did it. And uh, for me, that's uh, a massive thing, knowing that I can motivate my kids. And uh, I know other people always come up to me and they tell me about my story and they're saying I motivate them. And that means me more to me than anything, like um, more than any, any fast times or anything. And that's all I want to do, like, because if, if if people come up to me and say that, like, I, you know, I'm, I have a smile on my face and like times and all these things, they don't like it's nice to get them because you train hard and it's nice to get some I suppose feedback from your performance that it's worth it and I'm just thinking back any anytime I do anything I think back to where I was and how much my life changed I'm so happy that I got to achieve all this and I'm always going to be grateful I'm always going to be happy like even now coming back from injury I'm just happy that I can just run I don't care if I never run fast again. Um, if I get to Tokyo next year and do it and complete the the World Marathon Majors and get that medal around my neck, finally, you know, I just said, Jesus, I, I, I achieved this. Like, even if I have to walk around Tokyo, I'm going to do it. Like, and I'm going to hang that medal up the wall and my kids are going to, kids are going to see it down the line. And uh, hopefully that motivates them because that's that's the big thing for me now, you know. No doubt it will because that's that's an, like what you've achieved already. Like you, I don't know. People might not understand, you know, how fast you are and the transformation you've made, but it's it's absolutely amazing. And the YouTube video is a great example of showing that. And um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where you go. You know, once you get back to the full fitness. Um, but 
just on the uh, the injury now and, and where you're at currently, how um, how how is the training going now and how has the mindset changed? Are you kind of like you've done everything you could and you're just sort of taking it as it comes or are you still really motivated to, to progress? Yeah, my motivation like, will always be there because the way I look at it now, I've got nothing to lose anymore. You know, I've I I I was already in the situation where I was it was game over for me, and I kept going and my life changed and I I've nothing to lose now. So I like there's no there's no point me quitting. No, um, as long if my legs are pain free or my body's pain free and I can run. I'm gonna try run as, as as fast and hard as I can, you know. Because the good thing about running nowadays is you have categories as well, and um, even when you get older, you can still be competitive, and you can be competitive against your other pe- your peers. And we have and like we have cross country here where you can qualify for the Irish team as a masters cross country, and I've been doing that for the last. I made the team for the last three years. We, we won a couple of medals with that and there are things that will keep me motivated uh, even as I get older and same with the, the mountain running I, like whether I get a, a, another chance to be a senior international athlete is is uh, it's going to be seen but in my head I've kind of wrote it off because of my age and it's, it's on every two years and like I said I'm okay with that as well I'm okay with it if I never get to run for Ireland again as a senior, but I will try, like I will try my best. And if it's not, if it's not, if you try your best and it's not good enough, then you, you don't owe anybody anything. You know, I'm doing something I love and um, you can't lose if you're doing that. Like anytime you, you put on your shoes and you're going for a run, you're not um, injured, you're winning. That's the way I look at it. And that's why I'm so positive about running and I would recommend anybody to do it because like you can put yourself down in life and say, you know, it's very hard. Some Sometimes it might be hard to achieve something. Like I said, I always wanted to win in the soccer and I wanted my kids to see me. And when that was gone, I didn't really have anything to kind of push myself or give myself a bit of belief in myself. But we're running. You, you, you have times. You can, you can have distances that you can challenge yourself with. You can run up mountains. There's so many different things where you can get out there and challenge yourself without anybody having to tell you. And you don't need to rely on anybody. Like with other team sports, it like it's you. You're one individual on the team, and everyone has a different impact. And you, you win together, you lose together, but. And running is just you against yourself, like, and anytime, like I said, you're getting out, you're winning, like, and the, the you know, the health benefits, everybody knows that, <laughs> you can Google them, like, and there's no doubt, it's, for the, the mental health, it's, it's, it's really good, like, um, just running there, I just find, no matter what my mood is, when you're running, you just forget about everything, and, you you just you just you're in the zone, you know. You're running as high, and if you can get that thing, if you can get that for free anytime you you go to do or run, like why why would you not want to keep doing it, and why would you not enjoy doing it? And that's that's one thing I'll say to people who don't run, or if they're kind of struggling, you know, and they're worried about running fast. Just 
just get out there and try try get something out of it. And it's better than sitting on the couch, you know. Get out there and challenge yourself. Um, if I can't run fast anymore, I I I like there's still things I can challenge myself. Like it's, I was still gonna say, can I run certain distance pain free? Things like that, and there are things that um I'm I'm hopeful for if I get over this injury, and if I don't, I like if I can just do something, I'll be happy, you know. If I can get anything out of it, um, I'm not going to throw in the towel or anything like that. But I'm obviously going to be positive, even if I can't run fast. That's that's I suppose that's the message I'm trying to say. It's not all about running fast anyway. It's about yeah, uh, I do running for the like the benefits you get from it, like, and everything else is a bonus. Exactly, yeah. The health benefits, the enjoyment is huge. I like as well how your mindset. You seem to be very open to sort of just whatever comes and uh, you practice acceptance a lot as well. You're kind of just like, I'm injured now, but I have other goals I can focus on. And just one, one point you kind of, you touched on a little bit is you talked about how far you've come, you know? So when you started off, you know, you were playing soccer and now you're, you're doing amazing things with the running. How often do you compare yourself to where you were when you started? How often do you look back and say, Oh, I used to be here. I used to be there because it's very easy with social media, especially to look at someone else and say, oh, look, sure, isn't, isn't John doing the majors? Isn't John doing this? Or wh- whoever is doing other things. And we take away from our own achievements. So is that something you focus on, your own achievements and how far you've come in, in your journey? Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's if it's other runners like that, but we we train hard. I, I actually think we don't give ourselves enough credit. And it wasn't until I actually got injured, I just realized how much we actually train Nobody pays us to do it. We get out the door every day. And like for me, I was training twice a day sometimes. And I'm running on my lunch break. My work colleagues think I'm mad. No matter what the weather is like, I'm going out and coming back in soaked in rain because Ireland is lots of rain. But I had to get my run done. No one pays us to do it. You know, and it's like, I can't even imagine like um, the way I was before I was running and now I'm doing what I'm doing and it wasn't until I was injured that I just realised how much we actually do and uh, I, I, don't, I think we don't give ourselves enough credit like um, if you think if I'm thinking now I'm, sit, I'm sitting on a chair I'm injured and I'm thinking I used to run up this mountain I used to run over there I mean you can't do it You that's when you realise oh um how much you actually do and how much you actually put into it. And um, it's it's hard when you're injured to kind of, uh, you know, to figure that out, like, um, how do I even do that? Like, and some, so, some days you might be thinking, why do I do it? You know, why do I actually do it? Because it, it's so, it's so hard. It's like, to, like, it's very easy not to do it, put it, put it that way. Absolutely. But, but at the same time, if I if I don't go out running, I I do kind of get it get itchy and you're like I have to run now or I have to do something like and you actually feel you're so it's it's such a habit you get so used to doing it you have to do it like but like I said it's not till you're injured you realize how much you actually train so when I'm looking back now like um to where I was before I started running and I was just I was sitting down eating Chinese food. <laughs> eating everything and um it's crazy you know it's crazy 
you're you're pretty much at different points living like either semi-professional or professional athlete, which is amazing with, you know, all the other stuff you do in your life. So yeah, like huge credit for the amount of work that you put in. And, you know, um, the next thing then, I guess, is uh, is Tokyo at, at some point. So is that uh, is that confirmed? You're definitely going to Tokyo once the injury is taken care of? Or, you know, how, how is Tokyo looking now with, uh, with the injury? So Tokyo, they have this, semi-elite um, program for overseas runners before COVID it used to be they used to have 150 places for men and women and it used to be sub 245 and since COVID happened there was a big backlog in uh, for the Tokyo Marathon because they had so much um, restrictions and other marathons were going ahead and there was a big bottleneck for people needing to do Tokyo to finish their, their sixth hour major and they cut the, the runners one program down to 25 places and the standard was 232 so they really tightened it up um i have an entry going in with my 226 in chicago i'm hoping i like i don't know for sure i'm hoping it is looking at people who did it last year like they were getting in with 229 i don't know and it's it, it'd be nice to know earlier because I built the book flights because the cost of the flight now is crazy. And my, my family want to go there with me, my, my two children and my wife. So before I even get off the plane, I'm going to be paying a lot of money to go. But um, it's something that um I have to do anyway. It's something that I want to do. And um, I, I suppose if I was paying to go to America, to Disneyland or something like that with the family, it probably cost me a similar amount of money anyway. And... Um, there's Disneyland in, in Japan as well, so yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's a Tokyo Disney, so I might I might end up going there and kill two birds at one stone, as they say. So if I get in, that's it. And to be honest, even with if you ask me, no, I would I would run it tomorrow, like as in I'd get around it. I no doubt I would. Um, with regards to my training, um, I I actually did fifty miles, uh, forty nine miles last week. So that's that's an accomplishment. Like I I don't know maybe if that's too much or not. Like my the orthopedic surgeon who who I was speaking to when I got the injury when I when I went out and showed him my MRI, he he just said take six weeks off, totally. And I did. I bought him. So I took six weeks off, and um, I came back in. I did fifteen miles, twenty miles, forty and uh, forty or. I went from thirty to fifty, I think. So I'm this. This is my. I'm coming into my fourth week now, and I'm feeling okay. I have some niggles, like my mobility is really poor. Um, I don't know if that's related to where the injury is. I presume it is. Like I used to be goalkeeper. I used to be very agile, and uh, I was doing a bit of goalkeeper stuff yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram. I was diving around, and I, I actually felt great. But um, the next day then I was really stiff, so <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be doing uh, too much diving around. But I think um, I think kind of doing some soccer stuff um helps with the mobility. Anyway, there was a, we used to do a lot of stuff from um, training, you know, short stuff, um, touching cones, out and backs. There, there are things that I might actually go back to and do now instead of just running in straight lines. I think if I get my mobility sorted before I kind of start doing the the hard running. I'll be stronger, and uh, if I get into Tokyo, then I'll 
Well, um, I am throwing a fast time. You know, I, I want to run a fast time. I'd love to run another sub 230 because I ran my last three majors. I ran, I ran um, three sub 230s. And um, if I, you know, I think I have my average time. My slowest major is uh, New York. I did that a couple of weeks after Berlin before I ran 238. So 238, 233, 229, 227, 226, and Tokyo's last. I don't know what I'd have to do to bring my average down, but um, if I can get under 230 there, I'd be happy, or at least down there to 230. And then I'd have, if I go back to New York, then again, hopefully, if I'm injury free, um, I, I, I'd love to get all the majors under 230. Like, you know, that's. It's a pipe dream at the moment, but that's just another thing that will um, motivate me to keep going, you know. That's that's what it's all about, finding the little mini goals amongst all the training as you go, not just having one big one, because you never really arrive with the training. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's that's great to hear that you're up to 50 already. So, you know, yeah. touch wood that uh, you, you, you continue to progress, you feel good, injury recovers. So, John, I've taken enough of your time, but is there anything you want to wrap up with, any final message or anything you want to mention before we go? I suppose, look, if you're listening and you're injured or you're you're kind of you're you're struggling maybe, you're not you're you're not making progress, um, you could be injured and you might not ever be able to do it again. And that's the way I look at it. If you're getting out there, if you're doing something you you you, you love and you're meeting people, um, don't worry about times. Um, just keep getting out there and keep enjoying it and uh, have fun find, find what you like and uh, it doesn't have to be running it, like, it could be in the gym and um, these are things that will um, make you happier and definitely for your mental health um, for me running is the thing at the moment but if I wasn't running I'd probably be in the gym doing something because I know the health benefits to that but I think do something anyway uh, get off the couch and Keep keep motivating yourself. Find these little mini goals to do, whether it's your diet or whether it's how many press ups you can do, and just keep pushing yourself, and you'll just enjoy life more. You'll have, you you'll feel better. Like you get you get the runners high, and if you're in the gym, you 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 get the, the positive feedback from when you look at yourself in the mirror. And I think you'll you'll just enjoy life more uh, for the moment instead of instead of trying to how like I did back in 2015. And um, I just got up off the, the coach and changed my life. So I suppose if you're going to take anything, it's just you know be positive. Um, life could be life could be a lot worse. Um, if you're if you're kind of down mentally, um, find something or to time in a group, get someone, be around someone who believes in you because someone believed in me. Um, at one time and um, changed my life. You know. Well, a lot of wisdom all in that one little soundbite. And yeah, I, I find the, the only workout we regret or the only session we regret is the one that we didn't do. So yeah. get out, like you said, and uh, for your mental health, if nothing else. So thanks very much, John. It's been brilliant. No problem. It's great. Great talking, Joe. I'll see you around again, hopefully. Might see you at a, a World Martin Major down the line. Who knows? Thank God, yeah. Or back in Ireland. When I'm back home, I'll definitely. Okay, good to see you. Thanks very much for the, the podcast and the chat.